0: Welcome along to the latest uh, Forever Blue podcast and as usual I have three City fans with me here today which is at the Holiday Inn uh, near Central Park. Thanks very much for them. I'll mention the sponsors in a couple of minutes as well and uh, the sponsor actually has something to say about the first topic that we're going to start with. So before I introduce these guys... Uh, I've done a couple of tweets this week which people have responded to. I've expanded on those tweets and uh, and actually written down just so many thoughts could be collected on what has been discussed recently. Uh, there's been a lot of stick given to City fans in the media, mm-hmm. from fans of other clubs, etc. And whilst I don't want that to be dominant in what we're talking about because it's not the only thing that matters, I do want to address a couple of these subjects. And if City fans don't agree with me, then feel free ...to to comment and and to tell us what you think. But, and this is perhaps the one that other fans of other clubs might uh, laugh at... Or, or, ...or comment on, I don't know. Um, and how some City fans might not agree with. But let's get it out in the open. United, Liverpool and Arsenal have much bigger UK and worldwide fan bases than City do. Chelsea and Spurs, being London-based, also have bigger fan bases... Two, although City fans were and are delighted by the huge investment made by the Sheik, a huge percentage of the match-going fans are still the same ones that were attending games before the club received a financial boost. There seems to be a lot of assumptions by the media, City as a club too, and rival fans, that while the club's fan base is growing, there's no doubt that it is, that those new fans are instantly converted into match-attending fans. Not true. Number four, United, Liverpool and Arsenal were in the right place at the right time. They were top dogs when the First Division became the Premier League and it was exposed to a worldwide television audience. Um, All those who had no team or wanted a glamorous second team gravitated, of course, to the rich winning clubs of that era. And it was during that era when City had their worst era in, in the club's history. So they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. City have... 6.7 6.7 million followers on Twitter. Do the club and media seriously think that those followers, or the millions that click like, when one of the tweets of the type that fans so regularly like, um, are, are liked, are they, do they think that those people, those 6.9 million, are all match-attending fans? This was the first tweet that I did. City fans are wonderful. For many years, they showed great loyalty when times were tough. Just because the glory days are here now doesn't make them rich... Are available for every game, nor do they have suddenly multiplied in numbers. Now, given that City fans are mainly ordinary, older, yes, the average age is older, working people on a normal wage, how can you expect them to travel to Wembley twice in quick succession for a League Cup final and then FA Cup semi final with a highly likely prospect in FA Cup final two, which of course turned out to be? That's not to mention European games, possibly all the way to the final. TV companies move games to suit advertisers and armchair fans. Ordinary people who attend games are expected to drop long-held plans, change family arrangements, book days off, off work and of course to attend every game. In the family stand there are empty seats for all midweek games and that's because the next day often there is a school day and that's quite right. What responsible parent would take the kid out till 11 o'clock night, uh, at night on a school day the following morning? I agree with that. What's wrong with that? Supporters, usually armchair supporters of other clubs, uh, egged on by clickbait chasing TV, radio stations and newspapers, ridicule any empty seats, arguing that there should be enough fans to fill those empty seats. I'm the first to admit that City don't yet have enough match-going fans to fill in for those who can't make games. There's nothing to be ashamed of in that. I welcome the new City fans from all around the world. They're part of the City family. Once a blue, always a blue. But I urge City, the FA, UEFA and FIFA, and those who appear to have a negative agenda against City, to respect the long, rich history that our club has and not resort to cheap snipes. There's a certain irony, this is my final point, you might be glad to hear, uh, that uh, TV companies constantly boast about the quality of their comprehensive coverage and try to persuade you to watch it. And yet, when they do choose, that is City fans, to stay and watch the game on TV rather than go to game, they try to shame those who aren't in the stadium. Those people have chosen to save some of the the money, the exorbitant prices that are charged at Wembley or tickets in general. Uh, and given that the TV money that comes from that goes to the clubs, plus obviously there's extra costs for late like, train tickets, parking, in-stadium food and all the rest, those who get paid to go to games choose to ridicule them. Shame on you. My final comment is, which I tweeted, instead of one group of supporters, and this is the most important one really, trying to ridicule another over empty seats, and it doesn't matter who you are, all fans of all clubs should be protesting together about Wembley prices, TV scheduling, Wembley for the semi-finals and ticket prices for all games. But instead, it becomes a tribal argument. Yep. And although we're all blues, it becomes a tribal, and I find that sad. I think it's ridiculous, personally. Uh, this is my uh, my guest list tonight, Harlan. Um, yep. Well, you've introduced me now, Ian. Right, that's I... <laughs> Emily and Matty. All right, you know who they are. You've seen them before. You've heard them before. Um, so I've said my bit. Over to you guys.
1: Oh well, I'll start then, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um Go for it. I want to start off um, away from the football just for a minute because I think we've got to look at the the, the way, well where this country is at this moment in time. I mean, there's there's fans of other clubs criticising teams that can't fill empty seats, yet. We can't fill seats in the House of Commons at the moment, which is the most important thing that this country needs to focus on right now, and they're more bothered about filling empty seats in stadiums, and it doesn't actually affect their clubs, so what are they so bothered about? Focus on the empty seats that actually are going to carry this country forward, and not the empty
0: seats that are in football stadiums. Well, a bit political to begin with. What about you two?
2: I think you hit the nail on the head there, to be honest, Ian. I think everything that you said there is 100% correct, and... The frustrating thing for me is that us four sat here, we don't care if there's an empty seat in the City Stadium, yet we're still sat here talking about it because of other fans. And In fact, just to give my view, I want to just read out the tweet that I put because it's the simplest way I can put it. So I put that Twitter has become tiresome for me. All I see is empty seat jibes and City fans are replying to the jibes. We're going for a quadruple, playing some of the best football we've ever seen and all I see on social media is negative, negative, negative proper draining and that, that's literally my view on it that's how I see it it's, a, it's just draining to go on social media at the minute we're going for a quadruple it's like the most yep. exciting time to be a City fan we're playing some incredible football under the best manager yep. in the world watching the best players yep. so we could have only ever dreamed about 10 years ago couldn't even dreamed about it exactly you would never imagine that and the, it, the, the thing that i said is that it's the fact we're so good on the pitch that opposition fans have to find a way to come as off it. And if it is a Man City problem. The only people who should care about empty seats in the stadium is Man City and Man City fans. And I, I to be honest, get fed up of seeing it, get fed up of reading it, get fed up with going on Facebook, Twitter, seeing all these little comments. It's just boring to me. And uh, it, the, the most frustrating thing is that it distracts away from what we truly care about. Which is the football? And yeah, that's that's my
3: point. Really. Yeah, I'm I'm like Matty. I am really over it. I was over it when we discussed it a year ago on the podcast. I've been over it for a while now. Who cares about empty seats, really? If you're a match going fan, you're a fan, and you do the absolute best that you can with the financial budget that you have. And people have to respect that because I've seen all sorts in the past week. I've seen jibes from fellow City fans so I've seen City fans arguing with each other and I've been guilty of it because I was baited a little bit by a younger fan before and I fell into the trap but I think it's disgraceful that City fans are arguing with each other. Um, I don't want to come on here and have a mad rant and make the podcast negative because we're in an incredible position. I just want to nip the argument in the bud and move on Um, but it's not just that it's like the pundits it's rival fans and every time I open Twitter, every time it's draining, it's negative. It's like this this cesspit, toxic cesspit of, of fans constantly picking fault at City. If it's not FFP, it's empty seats and it's constantly, it's like this merry-go-round. And it's just become utterly, utterly depressing and draining. And I'm absolutely at my, the end of my tether with it. And not only are you going to mention about this Kirsty Gallagher thing... That and is just for people who
0: are listening, as there might be people in other countries who don't even know what that is.
3: Basically, uh, Five Live Sport held a phone in the other after, after the game, <clears throat> um, after the Wembley game, and um, a lovely lady called Ina rang him because <coughs> um, Kirsty Gallagher was alleging with Robbie Savage that City fans were becoming complacent, hence the empty seats at Wembley. So Ina, rightfully, in my opinion, phoned up fuming justifying herself, which I think is ridiculous because we shouldn't have to justify ourselves whatsoever. We all support (coughs) our club in the way that we can afford to. So she was absolutely livid. And Kirsty Gallagher and Robbie Savage were laughing at her and mocking her.
1: But then Robbie decided to try and say that he was with her when he clearly was had, laughing with Kirsty. They had
3: cameras in the studio. You
1: could see everything Robbie was doing so as well.
3: For me, what people obviously there's a massive backlash towards Kirsty and rightfully so because she is a professional. She is sat up there, and how dare she sit in that ivory tower? Ivory tower of hers, looking down on people and judging people who all work and work to different budgets in life. She is in a privileged position, and I bet she's not even had to pay for a football game in a long, long time. She's in that privileged position, and there are thousands of people out there who aren't. Respect people who are match going fans and respect people that everybody has a different situation, a different scenario, a different budget. People have kids, people don't have kids. People work, people don't work. People have to make it work and people support the club in every single way that they can afford to. And how dare she sit up there and cast a cloud of judgement from an ivory tower, from a privileged position, to match-going fans who have been nothing but loyal to the club for many, many years. It's absolutely disgusting.
0: You didn't go to Wembley, did you? No, I didn't. Explain why.
3: Because I'm going to Palace on Sunday instead. Because I had to make that choice. I had to choose between the Wembley semi-final or Crystal Palace away. And I chose Palace away because... You me... shouldn't have to justify it, though. Well, they, they I, oh, but I, I agree, agree but yeah. You don't have to say, oh, yeah. I chose... It's your choice.
1: Palace, right. Palace yeah. is a bigger so game than that semi-final was. And people are going to probably misinterpret what I mean by that. A semi-final is a huge game in an ordinary season. But when you were going for a quadruple, an FA Cup semi-final, I love the FA Cup. A semi-final in the FA Cup is a huge game still. But we need to win the Premier League title this season for me. So Crystal Palace, where we almost you know, dropped points last season, is a, not only a big game for that reason for me, but it's huge because it's going to continue our run of form in the league and it's massive and I completely agree with you, Emily. It's a huge, huge game. And by rights, you know, fans don't have to attend football matches anymore for the team to still be able to play football. I mean, it's not a case of if fans don't turn up, the referee will go, sorry, calling this off, no one's turned up. The game still goes ahead. What happens on the pitch doesn't change. Obviously, you could argue that fans in the ground obviously build the atmosphere, give the players um you know a gene up you know create an atmosphere, and carry the players at times. But when we look at it you know in in in, in black and white so to speak um it is Simply, a game of football, regardless of whether the fans are in the ground or not.
3: I've been to Wembley 11 times. 11 times I've been to Wembley now. And I never thought I'd get to go once in my lifetime watching City. And it isn't me being complacent. The fact is, it's a choice between keeping a roof over my head and feeding my children or going to Wembley. And <laughs> it's a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? So we do... We work with the budget that we can afford, and we're even stretched going to Palace Away. But we want to go... We wa- I'm going to take my eldest son. It's his first away day that is at Wembley, because he's been to Wembley three times now, and he's four years old. Well, he went to Wembley when he was 18 months old for his, his first the la- away the last, day. The away.
1: last time we went to Wembley before 2011 was 99, weren't it? Yeah. So we've not been since. No. So that's once, yeah? So that's once in 12 years. But yet since... Since two thousand and eleven, I think is it seventeen
0: times. So let me ask you, Harlan, did you go to Wembley? No, I didn't. Why?
1: Because uh, I'm not well, asking you to just no 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 of course not. It, am I, am I'm t- asking I'll, this I'll, question I'll, I'll be to honest. explain to listen. I'll be brutally honest because me and Jess have been holding on to go to the FA Cup final. Her first trip to Wembley, I wanted it to be the FA Cup final. I went to the semi in two thousand and eleven against United. I couldn't go down to Stoke for the reasons that nobody could take me, and I didn't have enough money at the time. I was still in uh, college. You don't
3: need to justify though know, you shouldn't. No, feel but, like you I'm
1: not been. asking you to justify it. Now, yeah. I want to go to the final, and that's the reason why I didn't go to the semi final, because there is no way I could afford to go to both, pay my season card, which is 40 quid a month because I pay it direct debit, all in one all in one or two months. It's not, it's not doable. And currently, you know, I'm not in. The, the the most
0: well-paid job as well so, so it just isn't acceptable i'm not going to ask Matty because he'll take offense if i do no, no, whether you, he went or not because i'm not trying to that. get you to justify well, it well,
2: um, mine's the exact same as harlem financial if man city paid me to go to every single game i'd be I'd there, there. Yeah. way, champs league i'd walk games, anyway. i'd walk yeah. to game me exactly <laughs> and I, I think most city fans would so yeah. it comes down to the fact it's financial we haven't got the fan base where we can pick and choose each game that we go to if Fulham for some reason got taken over by billionaires, they wouldn't just gain a massive fifty thousand fans from out of nowhere, would they? To go to games. Well,
1: on that, Shahid Khan was potentially going to buy Wembley from the FA, and Fulham. One, Fulham. They. Fulham were going to stay at Craven Cottage, use it for the uh, NFL games, and then maybe play the odd game against the bigger sides in the league at Wembley. Maybe, um, but like you said, imagine Fulham playing a league game at Wembley. Are you telling me they're going to get ninety thousand? fans in the ground every game oh
2: no but because we're winning trophies we must have the fan base what a ridiculous it's rubbish start. it's ridiculous
1: I, oh, well, it ups- on, ups- on that if you don't mind me reading, reading one tweet out that I wrote I wrote I'd rather have a small fan base of passionate dedicated genuine working class bang on the chest City fans uh, than a couple of hundred empty seats um, and, uh, sorry and a couple of hundred eighty empty seats than a full stadium with seats filled by passionless wet lettuces that splash the cash but don't know what it really means to be a City fan and I'm not talking about the fans that Ian refers to, the new fans. I'm referring to people that turn up that have been to the United Mega Store in the afternoon and they walk in the uh, Etihad Stadium with the United Megastore bag with the United shirt in it he's wearing an Arsenal scarf with a PSG jacket on do you know what I mean it, they're the kind of fans I'm talking about I don't want them sat next to me I'd rather an empty seat
3: there was a lot of people sorry Ian there was a lot of people as well who just simply didn't go for the semi-final because it shouldn't be played at Wembley because it takes the magic away from the FA Cup final
0: right I've got two tweets I'm going to read here and then we're going to move on in a bit right but this one's from Colin Savage who's a bit of a financial wizard who we've yes. had on the pod- Podcast before we all know. Um, This is what he said on Twitter: It's mainly those who only watch the team on TV or maybe uh, do a couple of games a season that are giving it out. Real fans like you and those others who go to every game or nearly every game know what the problems are. No reason why the final—and this is another question that we can move on to—can't be held at three o'clock. But we know it won't. I mean, it was interesting. City's website kept saying TBC, and yet during the coverage of the second semi-final. I noticed um, BT immediately said, and we'll be on air from 4 o'clock, which obviously means it's a 5.30 kickoff." I don't know whether that's been confirmed yet, but yeah, we all know it's a 5.30 it kick-off. So Colin's right on that comment. And I did mention that Hot Click Marketing, who sponsored the podcast this season, which we're very grateful for... Tony is the head guru, he's a city fan of Hot Click Marketing. He messaged me earlier today. And by the way, if you want to get your company up to the top of Google Ads and all the rest of it, talk to Tony and uh, I'll, I'll, you know, j- just find them on Twitter, basically. You can direct message them, uh, hot underscore click, or just look up Hot Click Marketing. They're in Manchester and he'll talk to you. But this is Tony and he says, he said, read this out tonight. So here we go. Muting the words empty seats on here, sick of especially other blues talking about it. Not sure they realise they're just feeding into the cycle which enables others to write and say more because it's provoking reactions and calls and calls and clickbaiting other fans. I speak to normal fans all the time outside. and I know there's something you feel that way, I know, yeah. Emily, and there's a lot of people saying that. Now are we guilty of following the, the the clipbaiting? I don't think we could ignore it tonight, but but I think it's you I've, know
3: I've fallen into that trap and I had like I, I did a thread on Twitter justifying <coughs> why I wasn't there and this that the other and now I'm thinking that's the end of it now. I'm not gonna talk about it anymore because I'm I'm sick to death of it. People are so fed up. People be like probably rolling their eyes listening to it, but we're all, we should just be focusing on the positives. And, and we're in the running. We're the first English club ever to be at this point in the season and be still in the running for four. Well, we've already won one, but like to I don't want to say that that Q word, but you know to to win for potentially win four trophies. Um, But yeah, I have been guilty of um, feeding the trolls, so to speak. I haven't responded to them all, just a couple, but I'm just getting to the point now where we shouldn't have to justify our own support, you know... (sighs) It's just ridiculous. You shouldn't even have to turn around to somebody and say, Well, I've been a Blue since such a time. We should just be all in it together. We're well, I've got, I've
1: got something on that. To join on from what you've said, then, I wrote one more tweet the other day. Bit tongue in cheek. And I really genuinely, if any other fans of any other clubs that dig us out for empty seats are watching this, this is aimed at you, by the way. Uh, football. Um, you compete to win matches. Uh, win or draw, you receive points. Uh, the more points accumulated, the higher up the table you finish. You can qualify for cups. Uh, You can even win the title if you get more points than anybody else in a league season. There used to be 20 teams in the top flight competing once, now only a few, because the rest are competing with seats, believe it or not, uh, because they've given up on football.
0: It's sad that we've we've had to talk about this. Um, uh, I mean, there is a follow-on subject from this, which is the fact that the final is at five thirty. Now, the final will sell out. There's not any danger that that won't sell out. For start off, <laughs> even though people laugh at this, City will get a smaller allocation. Yeah. Um, so those who do want to go, and then people, people, you know, in the nicest possible way, like, who didn't go. Now we'll want to go. There might not be a ticket for you. We don't know that. I'm not do going we?
3: anyway because I'm on holiday.
0: Oh, you're on holiday. Yeah. but, you're but not, you should you want cancel to be your holiday. holiday,
3: now. No, I have to because then this is another if you've gone holiday,
0: you're
1: prioritising your holiday over the game. This is another oh.
3: thing that I shouldn't have to justify. But again, it's all expense because for the past three years we've gone on holiday in the same week of the year, which is mid-May. And so you should Because if we don't go in that in that. Week more of the, expensive. Year. the next week it's literally doubled the thing is you'll, you'll is take time out to watch the game more. for the past three years and we've been and it's been absolutely like 26 degrees so the past three years we've been we go to Cornwall and it's been like being abroad it's the only week of the year that we can really do it so obviously for the past three years we've not been in the FA Cup final have we so I mean I booked it and I knew what would happen I knew we'd get there and we've even looked at the costs of flying from Newquay Airport to go all of us to go there, but it's more than a holiday. The thing is,
1: you'll take your shirt with you, and you'll but make and sure that you take time out, out to watch the game. Nobody'll so
3: miss me at Wembley. Doesn't matter does where it your make support, any support is. No, doesn't. No, it doesn't. I've Do only I've, think I've think it only it been does. and
1: watched City I'll at Wembley once. It. I've only been once to watch City at Wembley, and that was the 11 Cup Final against United. I've, I've not been since, my, my, but I feel like I'm there because I am I make sure that half an hour before the game by, I'm ready and I'm it, watching it. My
3: li- it's, it's ev- like Everybody's lives are a balance, a financial balance, and you have to balance it in the best way. Am I going to sacrifice my children having a week's holiday to go to Wembley? I, I can't do that. It's so unfair on my children.
0: Let's draw a line under yep. this. I, 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 a big I, line I, under I, it. I what, say what? once and again, make, let's make this clear, City fans, yes... Wow, what an admission. Haven't got as many fans as United and Liverpool. There you go. I've said it. You don't have to mock City over that it is a fact they're growing and as years go on as the success continues they will continue to grow but for now they haven't got as many fans so when a fan like Emily a fan like Harlan or Matty or if it was me can't go to a game or don't want to go to a game there are not five other people to replace us because our fan base is not as big it's it's older actually the average age of City's fan base is older than any other fan base in the but Premier you, you League but said,
1: you said uh, I think it was like it would have been ten podcasts ago now. I think it was the first couple that we did and you said didn't you that it'll take another 15 20 years so if you you think about it since since obviously the takeover you know and obviously you know them them fans that were born in the year that we were taken over would only be around six or seven after we'd got to the level that we that we'd aim to get to so they're still only maybe you know really really young right now but in 20 years time they'll be my age and hopefully if we're still on this wave that we're on now they'll be the new generation of fans that replace us and we'll be the older generation of fans. And hopefully we have a... And
2: when that does. Hopefully happen, we can fill a stadium then. When that does happen, it'll be, you're all glory on us. We, we already get where were you when you were now. Yeah. So imagine when this stadium
3: actually full. I was four, there. Anyway.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Right, listen, there's there. the line and I'm
0: drawing it, right? That's that's it. For this conversation, thanks for watching us on YouTube. We only put an extract of the podcast on YouTube. So if you want to download the whole podcast, then search Forever Blue, Ian Cheeseman, on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and subscribe, ideally. It's free. And by the way, this is the last couple of... I think the 21st of April is the cut-off point to vote for Forever Blue as the best podcast in the... um, Footballbloggingawards.co.uk. So if you go on there or you just put at the FBAs on Twitter and then hashtag best uh, podcast or vlog um, forever blue, then you can still do it. So thanks very much for the support. We're going to continue on now. Let's be you want to listen to the yes. full podcast, Come on. download the audio version. So we'll pick up by saying uh, three o'clock for the cup final because that seems a natural thing on now. Now, regardless of who's going and whether we're going or not, Why is this game not at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon? Well, I know the answer. For the convenience of the armchair fan.
3: It's all... Well, it's yeah it's it's um the fan at home and then the fa you know it's just it's it's beyond ludicrous i know that um i've got a fan who works for network uh, a fan uh, a friend who works <laughs> for ne- network rail and he has actually said that they are looking into obviously putting on extra trains they're working with virgin so i know that there'll be extra train supplied, but that's kind of not the point is it you know it's the point the fan is that, last and but, I mean, the, the whole point for me is that we're through to the final and I just, whether that's an, another negative, that's fine, but I'm, I just want to talk about positives now and, 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 you know, we're through to the final and we're in an, that, and Not only that, that's after the season's finished, so that's another distraction kind of out of the way for now and we can just kind of Champions League and, and focus on the Premier League as well and then we'll deal with that when, when it comes to it I just you, don't want to talk negative
0: you told me about <laughs> a beef you've got which I hope this doesn't sound negative then but I'm going to ask you the beef you've got with some, some people saying that City's form has dipped of late oh yeah And that that well, go on. You expand on that that story. Yeah, um,
3: I think yeah. I was watching Sunday supplement, and um, there was a journalist on from the Mirror who who was a Liverpool. Well, he had a Liverpool accident. He sounded like a Liverpool fan the way he was going on. Um, Sorry if he's not. But he was basically saying that he his concern with regards to City is that the past few games they've been approaching games almost in first gear. So not really having to exert themselves. And he seems to think, for some reason, that's a negative. Now, I have seen that mentioned a few times on Twitter, so I do know that that is actually something that's being discussed now. And he was saying that, you know, Liverpool have been going hell for Leather, going home, all out to win matches, like the grandstand finishes, grandstand atmospheres, you know, the lot. But my argument is that... City haven't needed to exert any more energy than they have done recently. City have only been going in first gear because, with no disrespect to the opposition um, teams that we've been playing, that's all we've needed to do, and they been <coughs> conserving energy by doing that. How, how did and we Liverpool get? How did we get
1: almost been, 19 corners against Cardiff? How did we earn them 19 corners?
3: Well, Liverpool have been going all, all out, all gung-ho because that is all they've got. They that, that is their top. They play goal. on the edge. What, that's, they play no, all that's, out. But that is all they've got. We've got so much more. If to their get. plan A fails, so how can curtains. that be a negative? What was the point he
2: was trying to make?
1: Though?
3: Exactly, he's trying to say that is it a bad thing that City have been coasting in first ah, gear? I think it's energy when conservation, he, game management. He's been game saying management. he's saying then on Tuesday when we're playing. Spurs tomorrow, will we be able to up the ante? Of course we will. He's, uh, he's uh, this, is, this is what is what. It's all down to for mentality.
2: His yeah, this
3: is what it's got to, but there are other people saying about it on Twitter as well. People are worried that City are actually conserving energy. We, we went to that Liverpool game at home at the Etihad and we saw and the energy that City brought to that game—it was incredible. So we know what they're fully capable of doing. We watch them week in, week out, and you would think, as a paid journalist, he would know what he's talking about as well.
1: Perhaps probably not switch. Is it a he can just switch it on whenever he yeah. wants.
3: Why is it a negative? And he also said, that, like, uh, he was—he was just being really disrespectful about, um, or oh, well, they didn't even need to um, field the top players. They played Phil Foden and Sarney. Well, Sarney is one of the top players, and Phil Foden one of the best pro- prospects in England. But exactly. It's anything. And is he, a, is he a player
1: in the squad? Of course he is, right? He can play who he wants.
0: Exactly.
3: It's, it's all is, about rotation. Going, on to it's what I was, rotation.
1: going back to what I was saying a few weeks ago, if he decides that the team that are playing against Cardiff are the best team to play against Cardiff, and so be it. Just because De Bruyne might be on the bench and Fordham could start, or obviously I know that wasn't what happened, but just because De Bruyne is a better player, he might believe that Fordham might be able to occupy that central midfielder better than De Bruyne could. I
3: can only see it. He well, might be a bit trickier. It's a positive that we're conserving energy and conserving players and that this this so-called coasting in first gear that we've been doing, it's just, from my perspective at the moment, I'm not looking at the performance. Maybe I should be, I don't know. I'm looking at the result and I'm just kind of box ticking the result. I'm just looking at ticking the games off at the moment.
2: I'm just laughing because it's like we're disrespectful if we score if too many goals. To we're disrespectful if, if we don't score enough goals. Yeah. It's like... Uh... I don't think we're actually playing as well as we can, but I do think it is about game management a little bit. I can see, well, I'm frustrated and Pep's frustrated when we aren't killing the game off. But I think at 2-0 against Cardiff, it was always comfortable. And yet you do have to conserve energy. Our players have got so many games coming up and we have got a massive squad. So when Mares comes in, it might look like he's playing the B team, but look how good of a, a B team we have. Yeah. So if we're winning the games what does it matter what, what team's on the pitch if we lose them games then you can start to question the team that's being brought out and say oh well, maybe you should have played him maybe you should have played him but Foden had a good game in that one that he started and David Silva I think has been a complete half the player he can be of late so why not give Foden <clears> a chance the thing
1: is if you can have 16 shots on goal 7 on target 19 corners in a game and not have got out of first gear then God help the rest of the league teams exactly. when we get out of first yeah. gear. You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. I mean, if that's us not playing very well, then I'd hate for them to see us when we're playing very well. And we saw a lot of them performances earlier on in the season, and last season we were unstoppable it's at times. It's a good
3: thing that we've just had to be in first game, obviously, because we're getting to the business end of the season, and we know how big this next particular fortnight is. Because for me, yeah, this is this is the the crunch, absolutely. I think it's absolutely
1: outstanding that we are where we are at this stage in the season after coming off after 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 you know 106 goals, 100 points last season, a World Cup in between the two seasons. Players that that came back within two weeks, like Walker, for example, you know De Bruyne, he's had injuries, you know all that all that extra stuff. How are we possibly in? For well, on for a quadruple after the season that we had last season, the amount of energy that we prob- well that I said that we probably that we had to put into that and the World Cup in between to be where we are is an absolute testament to Pep, his backroom staff, the whole organisation, Sheikh Mansour, Khaldun Al Mubarak, and every single
0: person associated with Man City and us. Simple as that. You might think that that is criticism that's only coming from the outside, but. When I do the vlog that I do, I don't actually take people's views out uh, because I don't agree with them or I agree with them. I let everybody speak, um, and that is my philosophy. So unless they're slanderous or they're swearing, which I don't particularly want on the channel, uh, (coughs) then I let people have their views. Obviously, if I'm putting it on the City website, which I do for the Premier League games, that's slightly different because then they've got editorial control. But certainly when it goes on YouTube, it is the views of the people. So I would say most people... I have the same sort of view that you have about game management in the Fulham game, the Cardiff game, etc. Um, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and maybe even Wembley as well. But in all three of those occasions, when I spoke to fans after the game, I found at least one, if not two, fans who were actually quite critical of City and were saying thought it was a terrible second half, uh, thought they played poorly today, they should have got three or four more especially in the league games, to put more goal difference pressure on Liverpool. So it's not just outsiders are saying that. There are City fans who are saying that and they're entitled to that view. But but clearly, you don't agree with them.
3: I'm just just looking at the the result at the moment. I mean, for me, it's a plus if the positive is, um, if the performance is outstanding. Um, But for me, I'm just looking at getting through the 90 minutes with no red cards, if possible, um, with the three points or the win, you know, in the Champions League, that's all I want, I'm just, I'm, I'm literally looking at Liverpool's games and ours, our games, and it's it's that close, it's toe-to-toe, like I was, I'm watching the Liverpool-Southampton game, and Southampton take the lead, and I'm like, I'm not going to get excited, because there's no point, because we know what's going to happen, and then when they've won, it's like, right, we're going to just do our, our stuff, and it is that neck and neck at we the moment, win. it's actually quite hard to enjoy it, and it's, it's difficult because we want to enjoy it. We're in this position. We're watching the best football we've ever seen in our lives, and I want to be able to enjoy it. But i was so nervous at this point in the season. I, I just want to do it so much that it's it's just proving quite difficult if to City, enjoy.
0: If City win it this season, will this be better than the Centurion season? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, t- just the league. Just the league. Well, Forget um, the quad. If City win no. the league this year, nah. is that better than the nah. Centurions? Uh, I
2: don't think you can answer that yet because say it came down to the last minute, the last oh game, yeah, of course, a yeah. Of where or where or where, then you'd, you'd probably say it'd top it, but if we but, but you gotta look, yeah, you've,
1: happens, you've got to look, I think you've got to look at the you've got to look at both pictures on, on 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 canvases, aren't you? And go look at what we they're different
0: seasons completely. Last season was was a complete
1: and total utter dominance.
0: Yeah, but and what, this well, season, what I'm getting at, and and I, and I see what you're saying, but what I'm getting at is that. Um, this season is all about nerves, about tension. So you're saying that it's hard, harder to enjoy it. Last year was a cruise, let's be honest. By about Christmas, we all knew City were going to win the league. So I, for one, was sitting back at games with no yeah. sense of jeopardy, no butterflies, no anxiety, just drinking it in and enjoying it. So is that experience... Is that a better experience? I mean, obviously, the only way you can really compare is if City win both titles. If they lose it, then clearly it isn't as good. But if City win the league, and they do win it by one point, forget the last minute and all the rest of it, let's not compare it with the Aguero, but just let's say City now win all their remaining games, So and Liverpool do too, and City win it by a point. So you'll have had that nervous ride all the way to the end, is that better than the Centurions sitting back and enjoying it? Which would you rather have? Do you like that tension?
3: No, I don't like it. It is is completely different. And I think you're trying to not factor in the other um, competitions that we're in, but it's really difficult because we are. So for me, if we do win more trophies, obviously, it's a much more commendable feat because we're balancing so much. Um, it, I, no, I'm not saying that I'm not enjoying it because I'm watching some amazing football and I'm watching these incredible players um, but I just find it at this You feel a bit distracted
1: end, though watching the games like now, your mind somewhere else at the same time It's just
3: recently the, the last couple of games that I'm, I'm just feeling it a little bit more because they are not giving up Liverpool and now like I thought the banana skins would be Southampton away Spurs at home you know, obviously they've got Chelsea to come this weekend as well, so Chelsea that's another banana skin. So I thought these games where they could potentially slip, they haven't. They've just overcome the hurdles. Even when like Spurs equalised, they pushed on. Do you
1: think the Chelsea game's got a bit of a psychological tie to it? It's the
0: same, it's weekend. same weekend. That's what I mean. Actually, but going, in, going into that, do you think yeah. there
1: will be players that will see that, that and go, not today? Do you know what I mean? Not to Please, not today. That, that's the Liverpool players talking. Do you know no, what I mean? Even no. though it was a different season.
2: I think they'll
1: win that. I, I don't think they will. Because you know I think what they'll do is they'll go, oh, into that, right. they'll, go into, they'll go into that game and they'll underestimate Chelsea because they've been well below par this season. But I think that's, that's the beauty of it, that they'll underestimate them and as Idle pop up. what about the last
3: game of the season? For us, we are going to Brighton. We've just knocked them out of the FA Cup they'll want a little bit they'll of want revenge. a bit of revenge they'll, they'll of want a bit of them. revenge yeah, of but Liverpool are facing Wolves who will be resting players for the FA Cup final
0: well Liverpool no, no, no. Liverpool want. Oh, no, no, no. oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry hey, but, <laughs> still, but, but yeah. Liverpool want revenge because Wolves <laughs> not to make the FA Cup yeah. so you can, you can play all sorts of mind games yeah. about but, who but who is motivating who
1: but going back to what your what your question was then Ian I think you've got to look at the seasons different but I think you've got to tie them both together at the same time and say that if we do both we've proven that we can do it both ways yeah. That we can do it the way we did it last year, which is total and utter dominance, nineteen points, 106 goals, 100 points, broke every record that you can probably think of in the book, and we've done it with character, with um, hard work, with drive, determination, um, endurance. Pick any other words that you wanna that you wanna tie with this season. This season. I think we'll. Oh
3: God, this is bold statement. If back. we do both for the think best team, we'll win the FA Cup we'll win the league but we we, we won't win the Champions League I think we'll do the domestic treble
1: I think not but But I think if we win I win.
3: I am very nervous about I don't know I'm nervous about Palace away I'm not so much nervous about Spurs at home but just it, it just feels so tense at the moment For no, you, what you said
0: before I want to be really positive I now, am right? positive <laughs> and there's a, this an lad called situations. Steve who okay. I mentioned on the podcast last week who, who calls us whenever we're not 100% positive he's sort of saying City will win the quad Just just enjoy it <laughs> believe it so why, I didn't why are believe we not it? all saying that? Because, I don't know.
3: I'm I just, believe we will. I, I'm optimistic, but yeah. I'm realistic.
2: There's a difference between I believe we can and I believe we will. Yeah. And I'm not going to put myself out there
0: and say, yeah, we're going to win them all. Yeah,
3: exactly. Why, not? Know, not, exactly
0: why, why not Matty? Because why won't you put yourself further and do it?
2: Because it's not as easy as that. The league is going to go right down to that yeah. last game most yeah. likely. Do you want so me
1: to put myself out there? Because I don't mind getting like, a bit of barraging. I get barraging for me nose. I get barraged because I like Gary Neville on a match there on Ian's vlog. That air style we've got. This air style. On the last day of last season, uh, sorry, no, not the last day of last season, when um, I did an interview with Ian down at the parade, I had a couple of drinks at the pub afterwards. I went home, I woke up the next morning and I set two date timers on my phone. The first one is a countdown timer, win back to back titles. (laughs) The second one was till the champions parade. And I'm on, and I've had them on there ever since, and I've been looking every single day and just counting down the days till we do both.
3: Well, yeah, but that's another factor because it's if we do, do because it when, keeps me in there. It keeps he's me in that zone. about Which one's better, last season or this season? I mean, that's another factor that you've got to add in because
0: then it's retaining it
1: this season. We'll be the, the first team to retain
0: it that's, in 10 that's years. A,
3: that's absolutely huge.
0: I've probably asked this question before, but does City need to win all their remaining league oh, games to win the league? 100%. Yeah. So no, I'd, I'd no, say no, not probably even, if Liverpool draw. don't drop no. to
1: Chelsea, then yes. But if Liverpool drop to Chelsea, then still yes because they'd like to win every league game. I you, don't,
0: you don't think like once they get to two games and one game to go and it feels like... and, and Let's say City have slipped so they've actually got it in their own control that they're going to be able to keep their nerve and and just win all these yeah, games. Ian, the beat
1: us 3-2 at Anfield and bottled it with three to go. I know it's different, but when it gets to Four and three you
3: the, the, you, you obviously like the it. massive positive in our favor is that we 've been here before we 've seen it we 've done it we 've been up against him in a situation before, and we 've come out on top so we 've got the experience and holding our nerve on our side, and that is massive massive psychological factor in our favor they are in a bit of uncharted territory. They might have won European Cups and all that, but really, they're, they're stepping into a bit of the unknown here. And this is crunch time for them. We're getting into April, the 13-14 period now, aren't we, that we were slipped. in? This, see, this weekend coming up is when it all went to pot for them. So this, for them, will be really psychologically unnerving. It might be really exciting for the fans who really, really want to win it. But for the players, I do wonder if it gets to this point, and And this, this weekend in particular... After they get that out of the way, how they'll be, you know, because. Palace it, is a huge game for it, us. Palace is if we a can get over game. the Palace
0: game, I think we'll be alright. You know what? The next game after that is Tottenham in the league. Yeah. Um, I think and, we'll and win that, I think we'll we'll get behind that day and we'll win that and Then home. it's the Derby match, so this is. You know we're not just looking at one game here no even Burnley last year which you were pretty oh, depressed after yeah, when you think got yeah, the thing exactly. with the derby yeah, that's is not a given game is it no
1: the thing with the derby is in, it's a different thing in itself it's like it's not even a league fixture it's it's like it's all mini thing Do you know what i mean it's a different kettle of fish
0: i, I personally okay. think that city Uh, I think for City to win the title, Liverpool will have to slip in at least one game. Now, I think if they slip in one game... Are you 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 saying that
3: we're going to lose one game then? Yeah, I I don't know which
0: one. It might be the Derby, it might be uh, Palace, it might be Burnley, it might be the Tottenham game. Because if we've just knocked Tottenham out of the... This is a factor, you can't... You know, so know, we destroy to Tottenham that, tomorrow so we beat and get over two legs, We go through, and then three days later we play Tottenham in the league again. So you've been talking about the pride of, of Brighton on the last day of the season. Yeah. Well, what about the pride of Tottenham? So obviously if we've gone out of the Champions League, ironically that might help us beat Tottenham then in the league for the reverse reason. But if we've not Tottenham out of the, the Champions League, does that mean Tottenham then come to the Etihad with a point to prove... To get something, and then uh, you've
3: got the, the everything that goes into the derby, and a derby is just like all bets are off when it comes to a derby. I think we'll beat United.
1: They, they haven't faced a beast like us this season since they played. I'm at the ATM. just thinking about it. It's exciting, though. Isn't
3: yeah, it? it's really very exciting. exciting. This
2: season would probably mean more than last season. The more you talk about, it, the more you think about. The I've amount. convinced I've been, you, Matthew. Right? At this point, last season we all had our deck chairs and our pina coladas out. <laughs> So I think the
1: fact that it's going to go right down to the wire, the fact we're still in all four, I would If we win it this season, Matty, I'll ask all three as, as 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 a unit. If we win it this season, combine it with last season's achievement and the way that we did it, we've done it both ways. We've got to be the best team that's ever played in the Premier League. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm. Without a shadow of a doubt, well, because there's a long lot of water to pass. If the you can win a league the way we Do you did, think it,
3: we'll get the credit for that. Nah. No, no.
0: No, so Virgil van Dijk will still be there. So long as we yeah. give him the credit
1: for <laughs> yeah. it, I'm not bothered who else does. Even though
0: it's Bernardo Silva is, is long as we our actual year, best player.
3: And, and another thing as well, um, if we don't win the league, and obviously I do think we will, yeah, I do. Uh, if we don't win the league and then we win the Champions League, but they win the league, uh, we, us winning the Champions League will get massively overshadowed by Liverpool. It will in this bands. country by, in this, by the media. media yeah. Well, yeah. You you wouldn't you barely know that we'd win the Champions League if Liverpool win the
0: league. Right, next question. Uh, because obviously tomorrow night as we record this on the Monday night, um, is the Tottenham game. Uh, who plays at left back? Is Inchenko fit? No. Nope. Mendy Mendy. It has to be Mendy. And you give you you tell Whoa, him you, so you three are unanimous on that. I
1: discipline him, I just said to him, you, you know, you've got to you've got to be defensively
0: astute tomorrow night or Tonight. You're quite right to bring in the debate about um, you know, him playing and getting the discipline and everything, but there is another factor, isn't there? He's only played one game in five months or something. He came on. one after...
1: walkable fit?
0: Yes. Well, uh, well the walk a bit we don't know about, but we assume that he's a doubt as well. So that's why it becomes more complicated. I personally wouldn't I pick... I would have uh, play
2: Walker's fit. After what he did on the weekend,
0: I mean... Danilo or Mendy, innit? Is, you, is, it, is it Walker you're saying you wouldn't pick? Yeah. Right, OK. But, so, but Mendy, for you three, is definite starter, is he? It's
3: funny, isn't it? Because we sat on the podcast a few weeks ago and I was raving, raving about Sinchenko and saying that Mendy wouldn't get a sniff. And I was saying about the factors that come into the title race and injuries. And now we're sat here now and we're saying, well... He's a fifty million pound pullback. Of course, he's got to play if he's fit.
1: The thing is, I've just thought of something. I'd play, he's got to start earning no, his money. I wouldn't. I'd play. I'd play Danilo. I'd play Danilo uh, Stones and company
0: and Laporte. Don't put La pull Laporta. Right. Well, uh, this yeah. is this is where I'm going. Definitely. This. I would. Thinking th- about it in depth, I would. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't start Mendy. It'd be Stones at right back. No, no, no. It no, would be... No. This is what I think... Ah, the, yeah, it's your opinion. This is actually what I think the manager's going to do as well, by the way. I may me- maybe completely wrong. I was trying it's to second-guess the genius way. that is Pep is, yeah. is very, very I'm trying loud. to do that, he's just but not. But I think he's going to play Stones <laughs> at right-back, Laporte at left-back, and he's going to play Otamendi and company in the middle. That'd be classic. Oh. That? Well, yeah. I think that's bad. I think company starting the game is an absolute cert. I think that's why he's not played him in any of the imagine games. Imagine Stones, running out right flank
1: and whip him on in. No, no, no he's not going to play like that. This is an European game. No, no, of course, course he's he, not. He,
0: he, wants the, he wants somebody, son is a potential... <laughs> yeah, of player. course yeah. He yeah. I mean, I mean more imagine I, Stones, he decides Stones to get is brave. Fast, Stones is fast he defensively. Is. He is. so He you can see how he might try and cope with that. Um... And and I think Laporte has played in a lot of. Didn't he play against Liverpool at left back? Um, so, so we know that he can play him there. Company to me is a shoe in to start. The only doubt is whether he plays Danilo potentially, and Otamendi is the one who misses out. That's the only thing in my mind as to whether he plays Stones and Company with Laporte on the left and Danilo on the right. But to me. Company is the absolute first name I think he's going to put on that team sheet. Well,
3: I and I
1: think Stones next to Company would work. Uh, if I was doing the two, if I was doing Stones and Company as centre halves with Danilo and Laporte at left back, I, I think that Company and Stones would would, would work fantastic I don't together. Think
2: he took Mendy off with
3: Tottenham
0: in, in mind? mind. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but it it's just, funny if you're listening to this after the game, isn't yeah, it? You it know? Is. <laughs> what is I'm that? cheese with know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, in front of that, uh, the, the news today is that Aguero is fit. Yes. So, we're assuming that Aguero is going to start. Yes. Um, Fernandinho, you would think, is a shoe in to start in the defensive midfield role. So, you know, I guess we can probably assume that Bernardo Silva, yeah. uh, Kevin De Bruyne are going to start. Mm-hmm. But then you've got, potentially, Sterling, Sane, Gundogan... Uh, David Silva so you've glorious
1: got... having all these players to choose from <laughs> right so pick a team then My team from start to finish <laughs> Edison well, in the sticks your back four not... sorted right Fernandinho right uh, Bernardo Silva and Gundogan and then I'd play Sterling Aguero and Sane drop Kevin yeah Ooh. yeah I would no I'd play Kevin and not Sane
3: because
1: I think that Gundogan would give us a bit more defensive discipline
2: See, I think Sane could be a top, and top Even top though he's an, an attacking player, more so. But explain. Because I just, I don't think Trippier and Aurier, whoever plays out of I think question marks have been put on them too over the last couple of months. And I think Sane's fresh, he's fit, he didn't play. They'll be any, vulnerable uh, against
1: Sterling and Sane, I think. I think, think he fancy
2: his chances. Um, in the midfield, I think David comes out. He's not been good of late. I think I'd probably go Fernandinho bernardo and kevin but then i know pep trusts gunduan more in these away champions league games. that's what so, i'm thinking so it could be perhaps Gundwan and then bernardo was out right sterling left and then sani comes out i think it'll be one of the two um i wouldn't have any problems either way with that to no. Just... no you think Honestly. the
0: new stadium's gonna play it yeah no, i no i'm really
2: surprised i do came no. out and said oh it's not gonna matter it will their fans will be so up for that, and the atmosphere will probably be really incredible, and they'll be wanting to win.
3: No, the professional footballers aren't they? I mean, if they've never played in a stadium before, it's like when you play like a promoted club or something like that. It shouldn't be a factor at all. It's just tunnel vision at the end of the day, and they've just got to focus on what the job in hand. Like you speak to so many footballers who say that. Like even Andy Morrison at the um, playoff final at Wembley. I said, "Did you not feel like the atmosphere?" And he's like, "No, don't feel the atmosphere at all." just just focus on what's going on on the pitch. The only times the players
1: I... look up are when it goes out for the throwing and then at the end of the game when they're clapping the fans, really. When they're walking out, on, and obviously when they come out of the tunnel and they look around, and it might give them a bit of a buzz for maybe a couple of minutes other than that as soon as the game kicks off it's a grass pitch and a, and a football it might
3: sound hypocritical saying that because like the home game with Liverpool this season and atmosphere yeah game, we mattered didn't we but... unbelievable and we did matter that day it was just phenomenal but, but the players will still do what they football, want to do it, is just, it should just be tunnel vision for them it's like going playing like a Champions League game at a stadium that they've never played in before they just approach it in a different stadium I
2: think atmosphere plays more of a part than maybe you think but that's my opinion um, I think Liverpool away last season when our players just looked shook and their atmosphere was incredible same with what you mentioned this season 2-1 at our place and I think sometimes in games at home we're a bit lethargic and the atmosphere is flat and I think it does sort of carry on to the pitch a little bit I think players can hear the crowd I know some players like Andy might have mentioned that it doesn't but I remember David White saying that it did so I think maybe some players it affects more than others um, but I think the fact that they're I know it's not their first game in the new stadium, but it'll be an incredible atmosphere, a Champions League night game. Their fans will be yep. so up for that. So I think it, maybe maybe not that much of an impact. It's still 11 players on the pitch and they've got their game plan. So it is... I think atmosphere is important. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it yeah. sounded
1: then... I will yeah. backtrack a minute. Not so it it atmosphere. sounded then like yeah. we were saying yeah. that atmosphere doesn't matter, mate, which yeah. you pointed out then. I think atmosphere does matter, but I think Tottenham... You've got to think about Tottenham playing us... So is the atmosphere atmosphere going to outweigh the the team that they're playing? Probably not. It's not going to win them the game. Whereas with us against Liverpool, the atmosphere was the difference on top of
0: outstanding ability and it got us over the line against Liverpool. I've heard a lot of debate this week about the away goals rule and um, who knows in the future that might change. But for now, the away goals rule is there. Um, How do you think City should approach this game? Because uh, the the old-fashioned, which you three perhaps don't remember as much and, and... Actually, we could even talk about the away goals rule because why was the away goals rule brought in? It was because teams used to go to the away game and just short shop, shop mm-hmm. and try to come away with a nil-nil draw. Uh, so the away goals rule to try to promote the away team being more ambitious. Now, ironically, <laughs> in recent years, it looked at the first leg of these big two-leg games, even though you think the advantages in being at home in the second... Often the game is not decided but, but goes a long way to being decided in the first leg. <coughs> we saw last year in the quarter-final that City were beaten. I know this, we still came away from that game at Anfield believing it could be turned round. You can have all the arguments. We're in a better team in that second If Sane's goal had gone in just before half-time. Yeah. But nevertheless, the fact is that City were chasing the game. And now, in the cold light of day, when you look back on it, it was won in the first leg at Anfield. So, is the game going to be won? In the first leg at Tottenham, it'll be almost won, I don't <coughs> not think it fully won, lost. but it can't be. I don't think we'll
1: lose. Yeah, I don't think. I going. think maybe. Well, I know it can. Two-one te- two te- to away te-
0: goals. Te- technically, you're right, of course, because even at Anfield, the three-nil defeat, you hadn't lost. You still believe, but you I, like I thought out. in the cold light of day. The, the chances are coming back from the three nil down. Now they'll get. They'll, they only have to nick one because the away goals rule. Yeah. So I feel if City go to Tottenham and lose three nil, yeah, that ties over. I, I believe that. Even though on the podcast next week I'll be saying no, it's not over, and, and trying to you know encourage people to believe. So th- there's two hats that I'm wearing here: the like brain the bit and the emotional, emotional bit. bit. I think it's a stupid I'm not. S-
1: I'm not saying that it's going to go the way that the Schalke game went. But ideally, in an ideal world, that's how I'd like it to See, go. See, that was
0: over in the first leg. Well, that's what I'm saying. Three-two win at, in Germany. But you wouldn't look at that was enough, paper. really. You
1: wouldn't look at that on paper and say three-two is is a, is a dead circles, But the away goal rule makes that believable in a sense because well, we've you've got won the three on away their goals. ground. So City yeah. go to
0: Tottenham tomorrow and win the first leg. Not, not in, oh, in yeah. an arrogant way not in a, an assuming way but I would say that City are through yeah. yeah
3: well you've got to go there I mean obviously we're going there and we're never going to ever play to shut up shop however we're going to go there and play our normal attacking football with our full strength team so who who's to say that we can't go there and bring back I mean, this is going to be funny because people are going to be listening to this and it is going to be a done and dusted thing like, after the first leg. But well, we, we, you know, we've just got to go out there and play the absolute best that we can and hope that that stands in really good stead for the second leg because there is a, a, a massive advantage of being at home in the second leg as well. So you've got to go there and just go gung-ho all for it. You We're know What else can you, you do? We're
2: a better team than we? We're a better team than them. So over the two legs, we should beat them. And I think you go to Tottenham yeah. with an a, a achievement... Being a draw, I think a draw would be a, a good draw, but I think One we can go draw. there to win. I think we can go there and win. We're a better team than we, yeah. we beat them already once away yeah. in the season. Away goals do have an, uh, an impact. If you look at Monaco, we went out on the away goals. Yeah, 6 all yeah, after win yeah. five that three. After yeah. that first leg, winning 5-3, I thought, well, we're through. And then, obviously, we got a shock when we went there. So, I think if we can go there and score, at least, I don't think we should shut up shop at all. I
1: think even at two one I'd probably well at two one I'd probably become a bit more defensively disciplined because I think that you've got your two away goals. We've got our two away goals. It depends on the timing of the second goal, it depends on what time in the game we decide to it's not shutting up shop if you retreat a bit. Do you know what I mean? When you if you park the bus, then yeah, that's yeah. different to defensively retreating. Yeah. That's 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 different to managing the game, isn't it?
2: But you'd rather lose two one than one 0 wouldn't you? So yeah. you, you might as well at least go and give it a go. If we
1: lost two one tomorrow, I still think we would go
0: through. Yeah, so would I that. Because always, I think we've got the ability to take them back here and beat them. them. So, well, so that's a massive, exactly.
3: massive thing in our favour. We'll always score.
0: Will the result at Tottenham? Because obviously, by the time we do another podcast, we'll have also played Crystal Palace. <coughs> Will the the game at Tottenham and the result at Tottenham? We can't predict injuries and stuff, but you know, the result and the performance have any effect effect on Palace?
3: It shouldn't do. They should approach every game differently, shouldn't they?
0: I think if we play a well... Say say City lost Tottenham. Because a lot of people, maybe the the, the media who you might argue have got an agenda and everything, have already heard it starting to be said that once City lose a game, that the whole thing pops. And that suddenly City lose 2-1 at Tottenham, they draw at Crystal Palace... They go out against top It won't Tottenham, be a knock on Snowball. You know, the, yeah. all, the, all these things, I suddenly do, it all implodes. I, I
3: do think it is really important to keep that momentum going because we're on this incredible run at the moment. I just want it to continue. And not only that, it needs to continue because you don't want to be dealing with the what-ifs. So it's so imperative and important that we just keep winning. That's why I'm just saying it's not even about performance. It's just results, gr- grinding out results, just blasting out the, the wins, And just keep going because you don't want to know about what might happen, do you really? No,
0: I don't. You don't
3: (laughs) want to think about it. I don't want to be going to Palace on the back of getting beat at Spurs and thinking, oh my God.
1: Win tomorrow and get what we want and win well and we'll beat Palace at Sellers Park. If we lose tomorrow, I don't think the loss will have an effect on the game at Sellers Park, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's the question Um, I was answering. Do you know what I mean? I think
1: if we win, we'll win at Sellers Park and I think we'll still play just as well as we would do at Sellers Park, regardless of the result. Anyway, if you get what I mean, we lose. I think the, lose. the
3: title will be decided on Derby Day. Yeah, I do. I genuinely do. Well, I think bombshell. the will be decided on Derby
0: Day. <laughs> on that bombshell, let's leave it here for this week. Um, thanks very much to uh, at hot underscore click which is their Twitter account, Hot Click Marketing in Manchester, for their support. Uh, remember, check out the website. Uh, and Tony from Hot Click Marketing has promised that next week, when we record our podcast, he's going to be here and uh, give us a bit, a bit of a view as well. So we look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, enjoy the game, whether you're watching it in yep. an armchair or you're going to the game or you've left your seat empty or whatever you're doing, <laughs> then uh, enjoy the game. And let's hope that by the time we regroup, with my gang next week on Monday, yep. that City is still winning, yes. winning, Come on winning. More City! More City! So, <laughs> thanks very much. Thanks very much to Will for doing the filming, and um, we'll see you all again next week.